Welcome back to the Public Health Report. My name is Laura Schechter, and I'll be sharing some interesting stories pertaining to public health today. If you missed last week's episode, here's a little recap. The breakdown of this podcast is simple. I want to share what is going on in the public health space, and you guys get to learn some cool facts to impress your friends with. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. We're starting out today with a story coming out of the University of California, San Francisco. The paper called Late Life Physical Activity Relates to Brain Tissue Synaptic Integrity Markers in Older Adults is very long and very telling. This robust title basically translates to, it is imperative for older people to stay active. Exercise stimulates proteins in the brain to intensify and allow the brain to continue performing at normal levels. Hopefully this paper is the first of many to come because there are still so many questions surrounding cognition later in life, and currently the literature is predominantly in animal studies. Our next topic comes out of George Washington University and was published in The Lancet. The study is pretty intricate, so the authors estimated the surface levels of nitrogen dioxide and the attributable risk of pediatric asthma in 13,000 cities. If you guys aren't familiar with nitrogen dioxide or NO2, it is just one of those dirty gases that is emitted from the burning of fuel. They found that 1.85 million new pediatric asthma cases may be caused by nitrogen dioxide. Now you may be thinking, how do they know what causes a specific condition? It could be a multitude of things, right? I won't bore you with the specific statistical analysis techniques they used, but they actually can assess attributable risk by measuring NO2 and other gas levels and comparing it with the increase in pediatric asthma cases. The researchers found that in many U.S. cities, since the study started in 2000, the rate of pediatric asthma cases linked to NO2 actually has dropped. Our next topic comes out of Columbia's Public Health School, relating to the walkability of a neighborhood. The paper focused on neighborhood walkability in connection with excessive gestational weight gain. The paper measured neighborhood characteristics. The results demonstrated that pregnant women living in neighborhoods with the highest walkability compared to pregnant women living in the lowest walkable areas had lower odds of excessive gestational weight gain. So what did these research results tell the authors? They stated that neighborhood walkability is likely associated with gestational weight gain due to the differences in behavior during pregnancy. That wraps up today's stories. But one final note, the Center for Genomic Regulation needs participants to play a video game that encompasses solving puzzles. They're using this data to support research surrounding cancer cell lines, which will hopefully advance breast cancer research. The link to the game will be in the description and is available on iOS and Android app stores. Have fun playing and hope everyone has a nice week. Catch you all next week for a whole new roundup of stories. I'm Laura Schechter, and this was the Public Health Report.